0: Not all people really want to be in command of their attention. I think a lot of people are in some kind of chronic, low-grade pain, and they want to dissociate from the pain that they're in. And maybe that's what you're talking about in relationships where one member is chronically leaving the connection to go get a little feel-good from Instagram or somewhere.
1: Welcome to the Art of We the podcast where we explore how committed partnerships can be potent vehicles for fully delivering our gifts to the world. Hi, I'm Krista Vanderveer, a seasoned consultant and executive coach.
0: And I'm Dr. Will Vanderveer, a leader and educator in integrative mental health and wellness. As husband and wife and business partners, we keep learning that the key to maximizing our authenticity and impact in the world
1: lies inside the health, security, and depth of our relationship. On this show, we'll pull back the curtains to share lessons, insights, and practices from our own marriage and professional careers that help us thrive. If you're a leader, founder, or overachiever, and you want to leverage your relationships for personal and collective growth, then you're in the right place. Welcome to episode 22 of the Art of Weed podcast. We're so excited that you're here. And we're going to try a different experiment tonight. So Will is going to be bringing an issue that he wants to talk about. So, Will, maybe you can just give a headline about what the topic is before we dive in.
0: And before I mention the topic, I just wanna remind folks who haven't listened before that we invite you to go to our website, com, and sign up for our weekly newsletter where we share the tips and tricks and technologies that help us optimize our lives more than we can speak about in a short podcast episode. So, KristaVanderveer.com.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, tonight's topic.
0: So, tonight I wanted to talk with you about a certain behavior that I have that I think is impacting you a lot. And it has to do with the experience of being an entrepreneur and founder. And we should probably give a little context, but the headline is that we're talking about technology addiction tonight.
1: Mm. Ooh, this is going to be juicy. Yeah. Okay, so let's give some context then.
0: Yeah, so folks who haven't listened to our show before who don't know us, it's good to mention that we met in 2017. We started a business in 2018 with our business partners, Keith and Emma. And for the past five years, we've been in a rocket ship of growth and amazing learning. And it's been a lot of work.
1: Yeah. And primarily you and Keith, you know, have been in the day to day of it and blood, sweat and tears, you know, really making sure this baby launches mm-hmm. and em and I have definitely been supporting, um, but you guys are in their day to day. Right.
0: So we started as two guys on laptops in a kitchen and now we have an incredible team and a quite large team to support us and to support the mission and To wear a lot of the hats we had to wear at the same time previously so in the beginning we maybe had more reasons to be on our phones a lot and carefully monitoring the baby that we made the four of us and it's been extraordinary to have something so deeply fulfilling and meaningful in our lives to work on to effectively deliver a better Healthcare and mental health care into the world. Mm. It's just a, totally incredible to have such a deeply enriching experience mm. and it's been really challenging. And now that we have so much help to push the mission forward and it's not really about me and Keith anymore. It's about the team's vision and the organization's trajectory. My behavior with my phone has grown more and more suspicious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that and you're bringing this up.
0: <laughs> less justifiable. And another thing to say is that we managed to have our wedding ceremony right before, well, a few months before COVID. And then pretty much all travel for a lot of people, people who didn't have to travel and COVID stopped, stopped for us. And Since our honeymoon in September of 2019, we haven't really taken much time off. I mean, we've done long weekends here and there, but the point is that it's been work mode now for
1: about five years. Yeah. And it's just at the point where, because the team is built, and like you said, there's a lot of support and it's not just about you and Keith anymore, that now it's starting to change a little bit where you actually have more time to use as you choose versus being at the beck and call of the business.
0: So let's, um, segue into, I'd love to hear what your observations and are about me and my phone and what the impacts are and just how you're experiencing me with my
1: phone. I love that you're bringing this up because as you know, I can get pretty frustrated with the relationship That you have with your phone. (laughs) It's called a relationship. And I really appreciate that you work so hard and you care so much. I do too. And it shows by how committed you are and dedicated you are, how much sleep that you've lost. Not that that's a good thing, but it really shows how, how committed you are and dedicated you are. And it makes sense to me to be on your phone a lot when, especially when startup mode is happening or there's a new launch or there's a issue happening at the company or on the team or something like that. And there's a really big impact that I feel when we are not consciously choosing how both of us are using our phones and our technology. And I've noticed a tendency for me, not that I don't have my own addictions and ways of coping with things or dealing with things. I totally do. But around the technology piece, I feel like I'm pointing my finger more at you more often than you are at me around the use of technology. So I can go more into the impact of it, maybe what it actually looks like. Like you come home, we're hanging out, we don't have an explicit agreement, and so it's either like going to the phone to on the music, going to the phone to look up Google, going, up, going to the phone, you see there's notifications, going to the phone that, you know, there's like something that needs to be replied to. We could go into how it looks, but I just, I want to be careful not to put you inside of a box about that or something.
0: Well, I think it's, it might be useful to give a little bit more context to what I've been holding over the last five years. And I'm certainly, um, I'm eager to talk about the nature of addiction and the shift from behaviors that are necessary to behaviors that are compulsive and unconscious, you know, so I can do that. But I think it would be good for you to say a little more about your experience and just, you know, what you did on version one where you talked about the little girl coming out and, you know, what it actually feels like to be... Mm -hmm turned away from to the phone.
1: Okay, so I could give context about how it shows up, so then it makes more sense about sharing about my experience. Mm -hmm. I often experience it showing up like this. The most challenging times for me are when I'm really needing and wanting contact from you. Your presence and attention and contact is like gold in my system. It's like a salve of delicious gold covered chocolate, like it's so good. And when I am looking forward to those moments of being with you after a long day, and I know that you've been working hard all day and you've been going fast and we come together, what often happens because we don't have an explicit agreement about how we're using technology at night is We'll start talking and then all of a sudden you're thinking of something that you need to do or something you didn't respond to or you grab your phone to look something up and you see a gazillion messages and then you see the thing that you need to respond to. And so it kind of feels like I'm in like halfway in presence with you and halfway not in presence with you. And part of me is like, yeah, go, get your shit done, do it, yay. And another part of me is my little girl can come up and get pretty – demanding and angry and like, I'm going to throw that phone out of the window or, you know, like whatever she wants to do. And I think ultimately underneath all of it, I can make up stories that you don't want to be with me. You prefer to be somewhere else. You don't know that I have a whole universe and experience over here that's going on that's happening for me as well. And I think that I get afraid that you are using your phone as a means to be doing something else. Like you don't actually want to be connecting with me because this other thing is so exciting. So I'd like to check all that out with you and <laughs> see if any of that's true. But that that's ultimately what happens for me. And then and then other times I'm like, well, if he's going to be on his phone, like why don't I just go be distracted and use my time somewhere else where I feel like it's really contributing or where it's really wanted. So those are the things that move through me.
0: Thank you for sharing how impactful the phone is on you and the way I'm using it.
1: Thanks for asking.
0: I'm sad that my automatic behaviors have impacted you that way. And I really care about all of your parts and holding all of you. And this is a really good challenge for me because I care so much about how I show up with you and how I show up for myself and how I show up in my life. And I guess that's the reason why I brought it up for this conversation is that I feel like there's a transition that has occurred where my reaching for my phone doesn't feel as choiceful as it once did. Mm. And the feeling in my body of, being in that mode where I'm like not mindful and I'm reaching for my phone a lot is reminiscent of a younger, stressed out, scared, alone point of view that Mm. I'm familiar with what the feeling is in my body from my therapy and exploring what that little boy who I was felt like a lot as a kid. Mm. And so the good news is that this situation we're in now – is set up in a way with work that there's really no emergency that I would ever need to take care of within an hour or two or three or even four. And we have lots of very competent, effective people on our team who are managing crises all day long as well when they come up. So it's not up to me anymore. But when I go into that place unconsciously, I'm still thinking that it's all on me still. And so I think the big sovereign step for me in this conversation is to come into choice about new called out agreements with you about when we're choosing to use technology and when we're not.
1: Yeah, I love that idea. And I want to get a little bit more deeper in there with you about what's actually happening for you in the moment when you grab your phone, but let's take a quick break and we'll come right back and talk about that. Sound good? Great. We hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to take a quick break to let you know about a gift we created for you and your partner. We compiled our top 10 relationship agreements. Agreements that have been so powerful in supporting the success of our partnership that we even turned them into our wedding vows. These agreements help us stay connected, growing and thriving as a couple. And they've been critical to help us create a kind of we that's way beyond what we've ever experienced before. You can download this free gift at kristavanderveer.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-A-V-A-N-D-E-R-V-E-E-R.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, it would be so meaningful to us if you left us a rating and review. Not only does it help others find us, but it gives us critical feedback on how we're doing. Thanks in advance, and now back to the episode. Okay, so I just wanna clarify something, and I so appreciate you bringing this conversation. So when you go to grab the phone, we're in the kitchen together, we're having appetizers. These are appetizers that make us happy, appetizers. And we're having our mocktails, and you go grab your phone, for something, let's just say you forgot to do something at work or something's coming up and I'm trying to connect with you. Are you telling me that you're not wanting to disappear from our connection in that moment? Well, I know this
0: sounds kind of crazy, but I'm going to say it anyway, because what is happening in that moment when I turn away from you is I'm not consciously aware of the impact that I'm having on you.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm in like a some kind of dissociative solo Psychological moment where I'm just thinking, Oh, I wonder if anybody needs anything on the team, or I wonder if everything's okay. And I'm in a different psychological space where I've lost contact with the fact that there's a real person in front of me who so deeply values my full presence. Mm.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And it's like falling into some kind of spell or some kind of dream where it's as if I'm in the house by myself and I'm turning back to the phone again.
1: Yeah, thanks for saying that, that's how it feels. But as you're talking about it, I'm realizing that if I have the expectation of your full presence from the moment you walk into the door until the moment we go to bed, I mean, that's not a realistic expectation.
0: Right, I agree. But as you said earlier, we don't have an explicit agreement yet about how we're going to do technology between 5.30 and 9 o'clock.
1: Okay, so let me ask you this. So sometimes I'll react and I'll get very crabby and stop my feet and, you know, like I just get triggered all of a sudden, like it's been building up. Maybe you haven't said something and then all of a sudden I realize I really need your contact and it comes out in the form of, you know, I'm going to go hide your phone and you're not going to find it, (laughs) but not in a very nice way. So if I'm really for your success, which I am, and I'm for our success, what's a better way to approach this with you when we're, when I'm needing contact and we're not inside an agreement that we're not going to do technology. Like, what can I say to you to help penetrate this Lone Ranger kind of feeling? And also to remind you that we have something going on with each other, like a connection. I
0: can think of a number of ways that would help me break the spell. And I think it's a lot to ask you to do it right when I'm injuring you by going away from the connection unconsciously. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little reluctant to sketch out, okay, well, here's the perfect way to reach me when I'm the one who's gone away. I think obviously when you come with anger and... Judgment and frustration, it's much more likely for me to get defensive. But if we've gotten to a point where you're beyond the end of your rope with my unconscious behavior, then maybe anger is what wakes me up at that point and we have a process about it. But Mm. I think we have more likelihood of success if we have pre agreed to commitments around how we're going to use technology. And then that way I'm you can remind me, hey, um, remember our agreement? You know, what happened? Right. Like are, are we not in our agreement? Because I care about our agreements. Yeah. And I think we need some new agreements here.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. Maybe there's a period of time, like from six to seven every night when we're together that the technology is down.
0: Well, I think we can do it. I can stretch myself a little more than that. <laughs> 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 I think having an agreement that I'm off my phone from the time I walk in the door until we go to sleep is unrealistic. But I think that it would feel really good to me for us to take two hours from the time I walk in before looking at the phone. I think that would feel really good to both of us. Mm. What do you think?
1: I love it. I would be totally up for that experiment. I think we should try it.
0: Great. Let's do it.
1: I feel like it would be helpful to touch on... I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are Struggling with this in some way with their partners, and like we were saying, it's such a culturally accepted phenomena, especially for mission based people who are busy, they care about success, they care about impact, that they're on their phone a lot and aren't totally recognizing the impact about it, and you know, in some ways are probably escaping from something that they're not feeling
0: mm-hmm.
1: by doing this so. I just would love to hear from your perspective as a psychiatrist, can you breathe some life into what might be happening for various people if they have a partner who's doing this so that there's more understanding rather than just judgment and anger about their partners being on their phone all the time?
0: Well, I think that there are different things people are doing on their phones. You know, a lot of people are spending hours a day scrolling in social media and or looking at pornography or doing things that are much easier to put in the category of, okay, this person is just like straight up distracting from their life, mm-hmm. and so I think it's important to look at that and what what's actually going on in the phone. I'm not saying that me compulsively looking at my phone every 15 minutes or less with you is. Okay, and that other behavior is not okay. I'm just saying that (laughs) I think it does matter what the content is. Mm -hmm. But as far as like how to work with your partner who's on their phone a lot, I think it's just important to explore what's going on there and what is the shared agreement that you want to have about the phone. Not all people really want to be in command of their attention. I think a lot of people are in some kind of chronic, low-grade pain, and they want to dissociate from the pain that they're in. And maybe that's what you're talking about in relationships where one member is chronically leaving the connection to go get a little feel-good from Instagram or somewhere.
1: Right. I mean, I can feel into the moments where something is in between you and I, and it's not being talked about for some reason, which isn't that often these days, which is great. But I can feel into the moments where I would want to just turn away from the connection in you to go get relief or to avoid addressing something in many different realms, like avoid addressing something with our house or avoid addressing something with work or avoid addressing something in another relationship or to get validation about myself in some form through technology or through who I'm showing up to be in the world the validation I'm getting through Instagram or Facebook or whatever the thing is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there's a lot of desire that we have for connection as human beings. And there's also a lot of fear that we have about connection as human beings. And when we go to obtain connection through social media, we're taking a lot less risk than we're taking when we face and feel into the person in front of us there's a lot less vulnerability. So it makes sense that people go there for that. The other thing, coming back to your question about the couple where one person is in social media a lot, I would be wondering if the one who's in social media a lot is getting enough real connection in the relationship. Right. And are they going there because they're not getting enough authentic, deep Mm. contact? Mm.
1: It's a great question.
0: The reason why it is so important to me to address this with you and to step into a lot more sovereignty and self-mastery is that I feel like to have the kind of life that we are choosing to have, to have as much power in our choice about creating the life that we want to have, we have to be as much in command of our attention as we can be. Because if we're letting other bots or apps or dings or beeps or bops take away our attention (laughs) (laughs) all day long, then we're having other things determine what we're up to every day. Mm, Right on. And so you asked me a question a while ago about, do you feel like this has control over you or do you have control over this, the smartphone? And I can honestly say that I have control of it at this point, but I'm appreciating the conversation about how to join together in a new agreement so that we can, it's interesting how, so much to say about this, but the way that we put rails around ourselves to have more freedom, it's kind of ironic. Like some people might talk about freedom as not having any constraints or no rules or no boundaries or no nothing to hold us back. but. It's actually, in my world, so always it's been more true that when there are more constraints, there gives more freedom to be available mm. inside of that. Mm. So I'm grateful for this new um, chapter in our relationship with the devices.
1: <laughs> and me too, and I really appreciate you bringing this and being willing to talk about it here. And for those of you who are listening, our invitation is that if you have a partner or if you yourself, find that there's an overuse of technology or work or anything that's really distracting from your connection. That it's first important to have a 30,000 foot view of what's happening before making each other wrong, before making the device wrong, before making the work wrong and really getting in and getting each other's worlds and experiences as to why this is happening and the impact that it's having. Because without really getting each other's world, it's really hard to actually collaborate and be on a different level of choice-making together. Otherwise, there's going to be some sort of resentment building up or power dynamics or something that goes sideways.
0: Yeah, the pain is that opportunity to go into deeper connection with each other.
1: Experiencing the pain is the opportunity for deeper connection with each other. I love that so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, we would really love to hear if our processing and hearing it is helpful or useful. We would love to know. Give us feedback in the reviews or you can go to our website at com and click contact us and you'll reach us directly. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found this content valuable, please follow the show and share it with your partner or other key collaborators. If the show sparked an interesting conversation based on these topics, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram at ArtofWePodcast.
0: And we'll see you next time when we explore what it means to be better together, like butter and toast on the Art of We.